Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to give you the latest strategies that are working right now to help you grow your Amazon business profitably, as well as how to plan for your future growth and lifestyle. So if you're currently selling on Amazon or looking to get started in selling private label products on Amazon, then this is the right place to be to learn more about the ins and outs of the processes and strategies it takes to get ahead and make a long-term sustainable business. Today, we have two very special guests with us. Yeah, that's right. So normally we just have, if we've got guests on, we normally have one. So this is this is going to be cool. We've got double trouble. So in this episode, we're going to be talking to Kellyanne Fidio and also Paul Miller. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, hey. great. Nice Good. to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah, you. no worries. It's going to be cool to, chatting to two people today. And just to give you a bit of background, you know, Kellyanne, actually we met at just probably in February, I think this year at one of yeah. uh, it's an Empowery Women's event, which is actually a really cool event that we went to. So we started chatting and we had a lot in common in terms of also about how to grow and scale your Amazon business, making sure that it's all about your numbers. So we we kind of like had a kindred spirit straight away, but Kellyanne founded and scaled her own e-commerce brand that's recently sold for over seven figures, which is awesome. So congratulations, Kellyanne. So when was that? Was that back in like um, January this year, I think? Thank you. Actually, it was February. It oh, wow. February. So right when I met you at the um, Empowering Women's Conference, I was like coming off of that high. I'm still on a high. I still, you know, think it's, yeah. uh, it's cool. And I'm just really excited and grateful. No, that's awesome. So, but you've, you've, di- you've dived straight into doing something else, which is obviously what we're going to be talking about today as well. Yes. Also, we have Paul, Paul Miller. He's a lifelong entrepreneur. He's also founded and scaled a multi-million dollar e-commerce brand. And he's also planning for his own successful exit in the future as well. And they're both passionate about empowering Amazon entrepreneurs to maximize their profit, to achieve their ideal exit, which is something that we all want at the end of the day, or we, we think that we want, right, at the end of the day. Sometimes it can feel like it's completely out of reach. And that's awesome that you guys are actually kind of bringing it back down to earth for people so that they can actually feel like they can actually do it. So you've recently joined forces and I believe you guys are also about to launch your own podcast called Amazing Exits to help people understand what it takes to set your business up the right way to achieve an amazing exit, which for us, that's really music to our ears because we know we need more people in the industry championing the cause, right, about profitability and building your business the right way so that you can actually make a real income from it versus just bragging rights about your top line sales, right? Because at the end of the day, you're going to need to be making money and have a strong profit margin to be able to sell your business for your biggest payday. So welcome, guys. How are you doing today? I know you're on a mission to help Amazon business owners build their business and also get their exit strategy sorted, which obviously we're going to dive into in a little bit. But before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I'd first love to understand a little bit more about both of your journeys. You know, how did you end up in e-commerce? How did you end up selling on Amazon? And why you decided to get together and help people achieve an amazing exit? Great. Paul, why don't you go first? Okay, Kellyanne. Thanks a lot. for Isaac, Kirsty. it's really great to be here. Thank you very much for having us on. This is really exciting for us as uh, Kelly and I prepare for to launch, uh, you know, our podcast, Amazing Exits, and, you know, our service to help people, uh, you know, plan their best exit. 
But the way we got here is really um, Kelly and I have been friends for since 2015 uh, when I was just winding down a disastrous restaurant business and looking for a plan B. And uh, that's when I discovered ASM and we were both in the same Facebook group. We got to be friends and she was actually my mentor just starting out. We had a very successful product right out of the gate. I did about a million dollars the first year and we grew by about 40% every year after that. In 2018, I was just growing, blowing and going and really studying exit strategy. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I got a few more years on me than Kelly does. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I want to take this wonderful opportunity, prepare for an exit and, you know, hopefully be financially independent for the rest of my life. Well, it didn't work out that way. And a big reason why I didn't work out that way is because I didn't plan property. I was, I was focused on growth. And, you know, within um, our world now, uh, we have something called intentional growth, and that's growing your business to create value for yourself and in a you know, potential sale. I was going unintentional growth. <laughs> I was going, you know, new sales channels, uh, hiring people, operational expenses, you know, up to here, profit. Didn't really have my eye on profit at all. I was focused on the growth. And so, what that, what happened is, you know, that did not create a great exit opportunity for me because I eventually hit a couple of roadblocks. And just as recently as a few months ago, had a discussion with somebody about a potential sale. And the numbers that we discussed weren't anywhere near where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kelly has followed my journey along the whole time. And of course, I followed her and we became a student of exits together. I watched her successful exit and uh, we talked about it. We said, you know, boy, I sure would like to, let's combine our, our knowledge and use my business, which is Cozy Phones. I'm pretty public about that. My brand as a live case study, bring in, you know, the best advisors around, bring it into a podcast and say, hey, how can we take this business and go from A to exit or potential exit and build the greatest value? Awesome. That's kind of how we got together. Yeah, no, well, that's really interesting because I think, and we talk a lot about this, don't we, Isaac, in our coaching as well, as well as on the podcast, but that focus, and we've we've both done it, actually, we've got a few episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks about our journeys, but very similar. I mean, I had a very similar situation where I was just focused on the growth. Like I was like, hey, this this thing just came out of nowhere. I've done awesome. If I just keep doing the same thing, it's just going to keep going, right? But of course, it doesn't really work out that way, not for any fault of yours or whatever, but there's just things that happen in the market. But if you ratchet yourself so high in terms of all your eggs are in in the business and you haven't planned for profit, you know, you haven't planned for income, you haven't planned for your exit, then you can end up in a, on a very, on a teetering on the edge of failure because everything's in that thing because it was going so well. And so many people end up doing that. So I think that's awesome that you're prepared to share it, number one, but also that you can come back from that and go, okay, well, how do I fix it? You know, we talked about it in a couple of the episodes that are coming up around being able to essentially get rid of the crap that you don't need anymore and just focusing in on the stuff that's actually going to make you the money and then get you the, the, the exit. So that's awesome to hear that you're actually using your brand as well because it's very clear it's very obvious to people that 
they're with you on that journey and they can see how it can actually, you know, ha- the good stuff that can happen and also the bad stuff that can happen as well and how you get over it, which is awesome. So thanks for sharing that, Paul. And what about you, Kelly? And obviously you had your exit, so it'd be awesome to hear how you managed to do that and how your paths kind of obviously came together, but you kind of converged and went separate ways almost. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm so excited to to be on this journey with Paul. I mean, like Paul said, we've been friends for several years and we've been through ups and downs. We've traveled to China. We've traveled to conferences together. I mean, we have a lot of mutual friends and obviously a lot of mutual admiration and respect for each other. So I couldn't I couldn't be more excited about, you know, doing this podcast with him and and helping sellers and and specifically Amazon business owners with their, you know, strategies on not only growing their business, but also potentially selling it someday and then helping Paul as well with his journey. But, you know, Paul and I are first and foremost, we're students, we're students of exit planning. I've been a student of exit planning, um, I would say for the past three years um, when I really um, became focused and clear on what my goals were for my business, uh, you know, and that was an exit. And so I started planning very early and I'm still a student, just like we're all still students of how to sell on Amazon, right? Things change at lightning speed every single day. So we have to keep on top of that. Well, that's what Paul and I are seeking to do and to be able to share that knowledge with the Amazon seller community and the e-commerce selling community. Um, but I got my start back in, um, we were talking about this before we got on the podcast interview, but I got my start with ASM3. So that was back in 2014. Paul and I had both joined ASM through Ryan Rands. So we met through that group and we also met with a lot of other great folks that we're still friends with today. And, you know, that really changed the trajectory of my life taking that course. Um, you know, I, I launched my brand in August of 2014. And like Paul, I had um, really quick and fast growth um, and hit, you know, the, the seven figure mark by the end of that year, my first Q4. So that was super exciting. And then like most Amazon sellers, or I think most of them, I, within the next couple of years, just started becoming a massive victim of shiny object syndrome, you know, feeling like I needed to, to learn how to do Facebook marketing and have my own website and go on other channels and learn Pinterest marketing and YouTube marketing and everything in between. And I didn't have any focus. I was just like, you know, a pinball on a pinball machine, if anybody knows what those are anymore, (laughs) and just going all over the place, like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And, you know, those first couple years, I would say I was pretty lucky because I still had a really strong bottom line. But by the the third year in business, I started to see that suffer. um, Because I just had so many unnecessary expenses, I, you know, wasn't focused. And it was then that I realized, okay, what do I really want out of this business long term? And that's where I started going down this road of learning about exit planning. And really, you know, the message that we want to get across to sellers is you should always have an exit strategy, whether or not you're ever going to sell your business, because you should always know what your business is worth today and in the future. And what that's going to allow you to do do is to build a more profitable business, not only today, but for the future. And so if you decide that you never want to sell your business, you should at the very least, like I know that you and and Isaac teach is have a steady cash flow coming in that's supporting your lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle is, whether it's just to be a lifestyle business or whether it's legacy planning um, or that you're going to live off the, you know, the profits in your retirement, you know, whatever that goal is, it just really focuses you on what you need to do to grow the value of your business. So that's what we're really passionate about getting out there and sharing that with others. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this with our coaching members for years, right? So it's like, you know, you have the potential to sell your business, 
get this freedom income and like be able to spend time doing whatever you want once you have this kind of income. And everybody always says, I want to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want with who I want. And it's like, do you feel like you can do that now? Yeah, probably. Well, are you sure? Well, no, I really can't because I'm stuck in this thing or I don't have all the kind of finances that I would need to do that. So, you know, we, we usually get like nods like, yeah, 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 yeah. I should probably plan for that. Yeah, that's great to hear. I should probably, you know, get more profitability in my, my business. But I think there's a lack of belief because when you talk about like the numbers that you can actually generate from selling a business that's really doing well, and if you sell it at the right time, you know, people just kind of don't believe that their business is worth something. So maybe what would you guys say to somebody who, who doubts that or how, how, would they, how would you kind of turn their mindset around and help them get into the exit game strategy and tell them why it's important? Well, you know, as that's such, such great points, Isaac, you know, I think that, you know, running your business with that end in mind and knowing what your business is bringing in and knowing what your, you know, end goals are, is it to, you know, have this cash gushing machine? Is it to be able to sell it for a huge payday and then be financially free? Is it somewhere in between like where I was? I, I sold my business. It wasn't my financial freedom number. But it was a number that allowed me to de-risk my life, um, have the funds to be very comfortable, and now be able to pursue new opportunities. Because I'm always going to work. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always going to be doing something. And I'm always going to be wanting to share things and also have other revenue streams. And so it's knowing what you want really out of your life. It's really life planning. And then knowing how your Amazon business or your e-commerce business, how that serves you in that plan. And once you get real clarity on that and focus you know, the sky's the limit. You can, you can build your company, you can systematize it to where it is just spitting off that cash. And then you can take that cash and you can invest it and you can be financially free that way. Or maybe you decide, you know what, I want to get off this hamster wheel. I want to do risk. I want to take some chips off the table like I did and sell this business and go start another brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Because now you have that peace of mind and that security, you know, that you've got that kind of money in the bank. And and I think Tim Ferriss, yeah. I was just to say, I think Tim Ferriss kind of has that same idea of like these little temporary mini retirement phases in your life where you can just go off the map and do whatever you want for like a couple months, knowing that you have the financial freedom to do so. And then, yeah, we're all entrepreneurs. So we're probably not going to retire anytime soon, but maybe like a little semi-retirement or something like that in between. Exactly. And it just gives you, it just frees up the bandwidth. I like to call it getting off the hamster wheel. I felt like towards the end of my journey in running an Amazon business, especially when I was running it and also planning for my exit, both of those were like full-time jobs. I did feel like I was on a hamster wheel and I wanted off that hamster wheel. And what Paul and I want to be able to do is to reach people well before they ever have that feeling. Because once you have that feeling, it's too late. I mean, luckily for me, I was you know, already down that path. But if if you're starting to feel tired or feel like, wow, can I see myself doing this for the next three years, five years? And and some people, they can. And I I loved every minute of it, don't get me wrong. But I just knew for the goals, I have really lofty goals to be an investor and to invest in real estate. And I wanted to have the bandwidth to really focus on that. And I knew that I couldn't run my e-commerce business and do that, you know, both well at the same time. So it really Mm -hmm. made sense for me, but it's an individual decision for everybody. Just to make a comment there, I think also what you're saying is that, which resonated with me, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this, is you don't necessarily right now feel like, oh, I've got to make the decision, I'm going to sell it one day. I think you just need to make the decision that you want a cash flowing business. And if you build a cash flowing business, then it will be ready to sell. Exactly. When you're actually ready from what you you were saying, Paul, about your journey. 
it sounds very similar to mine. You just wanted to grow this thing, but you didn't have, you wanted cash flow from it, but it wasn't like a set rule that it was like, okay, I need X amount of cash coming through so that I could sell it one day. So, but the, the ultimate thing is to get that cash flow coming through. And if you focus on that, the exit when you're ready can be there. Absolutely. I think you're exactly right, Kirsty. And that's what I was going to say is that whether or not you decide to sell your business, if you build a sellable business that has great cash flow, what can run on its own without you, then you have the choice to sell it or, you know, live your lifestyle and put money in the bank. Maybe you just want to run it like that for a few years. You know, uh, if you get a three or a four times multiple on your sales value, that's basically there's somebody's buying three or four years worth of revenue of cash flow from you, right? So you can build this business that can, that can mostly run on its own uh, and have this predictable cash flow and you can bank it or you can choose to sell. So yeah. it it builds value either way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you've got, like you said, if you've got like this auto business running and you're getting cash flow from it, then you might feel like, yeah, I'm just going to get the cash. And then when I'm ready to put my feet up and, uh, you know, get the gardening tools out, then maybe I will sell it, right? So I think as long as you've got that in mind, which I think is a great focal point for people so that then, because like as Isaac said, people just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I can sell it one day, but they're not thinking about it at all. They're like, whatever, that's like so far in the future. So it'd be great for you guys to like really highlight that point as well. So with that in mind then, what do you think, what would you say like the main two or three important concepts that Amazon sellers need to know and do actually do in their business before they're even thinking about selling it, right? So we talked about the cash flow piece. What, what are the two, two or three core things that people need to focus on that you don't believe that they're focusing on right now? Well, definitely, like you said, the cash flow and cash flow planning. I think that a lot of sellers get into trouble. They, they are not managing their cash flow. They might have bookkeeping in place, but cash flow management is an entirely different thing. And so you need to know what cash is coming in, what cash is going out before you make any decision in your business. So that's first and foremost. And then in line with that is having clean financials and making sure that you are doing accurate bookkeeping. You know, you should... If you're doing, you know, I say from the very beginning, you should have bookkeeping set up, have somebody do it who's an expert at it, who's really good at e-commerce bookkeeping, doing it on the accrual basis, um, making sure you have clean financials. You should always be able to know what your business is doing at any point in time. And then being able to actually know what the value of your business is, which you will be able to do if you know your cash flow and you know your financials, you know, your profit and loss statement, your balance sheet, because at any time, you never know. Somebody might come along, a sophisticated buyer, and make you an offer. They could be like a strategic buyer and make you an offer. And if you don't know what the value of your business is, how can you even entertain that offer? And how can you also maximize what you know, you're negotiating for that value if you don't know the numbers? So knowing your numbers, and I know you guys focus so much on that with your coaching, is critical. And just having the right experts on your team to help you do that, a solid bookkeeper, a solid accountant, you know, sometimes your accountant is also your tax strategist, but you also want to, you know, have somebody that can do tax planning for you as well. Mm -hmm. I think we also get a lot of people, they don't know even where, know where to start with that stuff, like in terms of getting the right resources. Yeah. Because that's one thing that we always say as well is like, don't try and do it all yourself either, because otherwise you'll just shoot yourself in the head. So is there any, any recommendations that you've got there around, you know, great financial planners or great cash flow? 
what would you call them? Like do. advisors. We have, yeah. And that's exactly what Paul and I, what our, what our primary role is, is we want to serve as an exit concierge, kind of like a white glove service where we, um, we have built such a great Rolodex and, of vetted resources um, and service providers for all things, you know, Amazon growth wise and also exit planning. And so we have at our disposal, you know, curated, vetted financial planners and wealth strategists and M&A advisors and attorneys and bookkeepers and all of that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that because that's something that we'll be sharing when we air our podcast and sharing those guests and resources. And, you know, we also want to be able to help, you know, really white glove that kind of um, referral for our audience and help them, you know, make the right decision. Because for example, depending on the value of your business, you know, it might not make sense to work with an M&A advisor versus a business broker when it comes time to sell your business. But getting back to just the bookkeeping, we have a really good resource for that and also for cash flow management as well. Great. Awesome. Yeah. And just for anybody listening, in case you don't know what M&A means, that's mergers and acquisitions. Yes. I think Sorry. That's, yeah. There's, there's always lingo with these things that some people are going to be like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, that, that brings up an important point is just, you know, I really want to stress that I, I really want Amazon sellers to start educating themselves on the exit planning process and getting comfortable with the vernacular, all these terms like M&A and EBITDA, and there's so many others, you know, that way they can have intelligible conversations when it comes time to, you know, put their, their business out for market. Yeah. You know, it's so important, really, to have the right team. And what we're finding, Kelly and I, with with going through this process, she's been through it already. I've been talking to exit professionals for a long time now, is that we want to provide people the type of referrals you need who are going to understand your business and everybody's on the same team. Because if you go to your CPA right now and you tell them that you're interested in doing an exit, that's one thing. And they may or may not have experience with helping to plan an e-commerce or an Amazon exit. And then you've got an attorney on the other hand, who doesn't have any experience and then another M&A person or a broker. And they all, they're not all on the same page. What we're trying to do is get everybody on the same page. Say, look, these are the things that matter to you as an Amazon seller or e-commerce seller in the valuation of your business so that you you can have a whole plan and have this team of advisors who's all on the same page to get you the best exit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously it's really good to get your financials and your, you know, your, your cash flow and everything kind of sorted out. But Paul, I'll start with you. Maybe you guys know what are some of the main mistakes or, you know, often overlooked parts of the business that Amazon sellers tend to make? And have you seen anything that maybe you, you've seen other people do this mistake or you've done it yourself? Uh, I know right, who my- you've been talking to about my mistakes. That's what I want to know. Why'd you start with me? <laughs> I was going to say, because I know from my, my personal experience, there's been times where I just like forget that I have an Amazon business for a couple of weeks and go, oh yeah. Oh wait, I got to actually go check on that now for a second. Hold on. <laughs> you know, man, I, I, really good at racking up the mistakes. Um, and Kelly, Kelly knows some of the back, some of the real behind the scenes stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll ex- actually expose some of the details in our podcast. I'm sure we don't have enough time for those now, but, you know, I think that when I talked to you before about growth was uh, really, really important. So I didn't know what to do, uh, what choices to make, to create the most value for my business. I was just winging it and saying, all right, I think 
we need to be in Amazon Canada, Amazon Europe. You know, I'm, I'm doing crushing it over here in the U.S. I think, you know, being multi-channel or omni-channel is really important. So, you know, I spent a half a million dollars on Facebook one year. And, you know, we ended up, I probably, at the end of the day, ended up from a profitability standpoint of breaking even on that, on that money. That's and did it really... Right there. I was going to say, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a phenomenal success uh, one time with with Facebook. It was great. But, you know, all of a sudden, then I had tunnel vision. Wow, this is amazing. So I'm spending all this time and money and resources on Facebook and Shopify and letting my, taking my eye off the ball on my golden goose, which was Amazon, Mm -hmm. right? So that was a huge mistake for me. So like not focusing on the things that are really bringing value to your business and, you know, paying attention to that bottom line with intentional growth, but, you know, making sure that you're you're creating profitability at the same time, because, you know, a buyer is going to look back two or three years and they're going to say, yeah, you had great growth, but where was your profit that year? You know, my most profitable year for me was the second year in business. And I've done three and four times that money in top line sales now, but my most profitable year before I started going crazy on, you know, hiring people and advertising and everything was my second year in business. Mm-hmm. Same with me so far. <laughs> yeah. I think what happens is, is like I said before, we kind of, we think that this is going to continue forever. And as you said, I really like that line or the phrase intentional growth because we see a lot of people, myself included, Isaac's included, where we go, I'm, I just need to grow this thing. This is amazing. But what, number one, why are you growing it? Number two, what is that, what are the costs associated with that going to mean for your business? And number three, you have all these pe- plates spinning, right? And then it's kind of like this, what is it, the, the kind of death by a thousand cuts? Because there's one thing that falls here, there's one thing that falls here, if you're not watching me, by the way, I'm just kind of floating my hands in the air. <laughs> you know, one thing falls over here and then all of a sudden you've got a big hole that's been kind of like, oh, you've got like a, a big gorge uh, uh, rather than just like little little cracks, right? That you haven't been able to plug because you didn't know where the, the hole was coming from. I think that's, you know, a lot of people with big, um, let's call it top line sales, in the first few years, we kind of get into that trap because we feel like it's going to go on forever. So I love that phrase, intentional growth. It doesn't matter if it's 10 million. It doesn't matter if it's 500,000. It doesn't matter if it's 10,000. At the end of the day, if it's intentional with where you're investing the money, then you know exactly what that was supposed to return. And if it didn't return it, you know you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I really like that approach. It's almost like that kind of slowing down, setting the intent, putting the budget behind that intent and understanding what the result should have been. And if you, if the result didn't happen, then at least you know what to do about it. Exactly. So we've kind of covered this a little bit, but most people, they always say to this, okay, when's the best time? When when am I going to sell my Mm -hmm. business? When is the best time? So Kellyanne, you were probably four years in, I think probably or three or four. Let's see. Yeah. It was about four years in that I decided that I was going to plan to sell Right. Then a total of six years from start to finish of when it actually, the actual date it sold. So that really brings up an important point is, and I've said this on so many interviews, but you, you, you shouldn't wake up one day and just say, 
I'm, I'm going to sell my business. You wake up one day and you should decide to plan to sell your business and to go through all the things that we've been talking about. So that's, again, what Paul and I really want to get that message out there is, you know, even from the very start, you know, start to become educated on this process because then you're going to have clarity and know the value of your business. And so that if you do decide to sell, you'll be ready. And we want to make this topic of exit strategy and exit planning sexy. That's our goal. And <laughs> You know, I love it. I, you know, I, like I said, I'm a student of it and, and study it every day and, and network with a lot of different people, people that have been doing this way longer than I have and much more knowledgeable. In fact, one of our collaborators who coined the phrase intentional growth, his name is Ryan Tansom, and we are going to be um, collaborating and utilizing a lot of his exit planning materials um, and bring it to the e-commerce Amazon space because he's done a fabulous job, him and his partner, Pat Hobby on um, creating those resources. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to give him a shout out. But, you know, in, in terms of when is the best time, um, there's no perfect time, but you want to be able to time it to sell it on a high note. So you want to be able to show, again, a prospective buyer is going to be looking at, you know, your trailing 12 months. And they're also going to be looking at the past few years or since the inception of the business. And you want to do it so where you you have healthy margins, healthy profitability. You're on an upward trajectory. You can clearly demonstrate year over year growth. Um, and at a time where you're still feeling passionate about running your business, that's the time when you should start planning. Like I said before, if you wait till you're starting to feel like, oh, I think I want out of this. I think I'm sick of this. You know, then it's probably a little too late. Not that you can't do it, but it's just going to be a lot of work and you're going to be really pushing that boulder uphill with having to run your story. business and try to sell it at the same time. Yeah, I want to emphasize something you said, Kelly. Um, you know, a buyer is buying future earnings. That's mm -hmm. what they're buying. Mm -hmm. So you need to sell into growth. And if you yes. get into a point where you're trailing 12 months is not showing year over year growth, then there's going to somebody's going to be asking some serious questions about whether or not they should buy that company because they're hoping to turn whatever they pay for your business three or four times a, a multiple evaluation. They're hoping to turn that into bigger numbers. Mm -hmm. They don't want to just, you know, sustain that. They So they're, they're looking for growth. They're looking for growth opportunities. Yeah. And that's exactly right, Paul. You want to be able to demonstrate clear growth opportunities. So leaving some meat on the bone too. So rather than feel like you're the one that has to go do the international expansion, well, you can present that as a growth opportunity for potential buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that I want to just one more point on that. One of my difficulties was, wait a minute, I'm growing so fast. Why don't I grow more? So it'll be more valuable to sell, right? When that's really a very difficult question to answer for yourself is when is the right time to, for you to sell when you're growing? Let's say I'm growing, I'm doing, you know, 4 million this year. I think I can do 5 million next year. And the multiple is always going to be a multiple of your, of your profit usually. So why would I stop? And that's kind of one of the mistakes that I made is saying, well, just assuming like you were saying, Kirsty, the train is just going to keep on going. So why don't I just keep growing fast, fast, fast so that I get a bigger valuation? Mm -hmm. I think, but that's, you know, once you go through that journey, you become a better business operator, right? You become, it's, it's amazing. I know we were laughing before about mistakes, but we, we talk a lot about mistakes because that's how we're able to coach people because we've already made them. And that's what we say to people, isn't it? We're like, you know what? Don't, don't spend 50 grand doing what we did, <laughs> you know, because we've already done it and it didn't work. So why don't you, you know, invest 
in these areas, quite similar to what you were saying, um, Kellyanne, earlier around doing all that stuff off of Amazon, right? It's like, you know, just focus in on the core things that you need to do. So one of the key core things that you you kind of said there as well is around just kind of, you know, preparing for, for sale and basically how do people, and maybe you've got some tips or pointers on this, but how do you, how do you kind of anchor it into everyday business operation? So you said, you know, think every day about it or do something about it as part of your plan. But again, that, that to people, that just means someday. It doesn't mean today. So yeah. have you got any tips on how even someone just starting right now and they're thinking, how the hell do I sell on Amazon? How do they put this as part of their journey and part of their plan? Well, first they start listening to Amazing Exits once we launch it <laughs> and get educated. And it's just like any other um, area in your business that you want to stay on top of and educated about, you know, you want to stay on top of all the latest and greatest strategies and tactics for Amazon. So you're listening to Amazon podcasts, but you want to listen to podcasts that talk about exit planning and get books that talk about exit planning. And I'm going to tell you, there's not a lot out there for the e-commerce or Amazon entrepreneur. And the information that is out there is all very fragmented. So that's, you know, our goal is to kind of bring this and tailor it specifically to the Amazon entrepreneur you know, I can definitely recommend some podcasts that we think are great right now, but again, they're not really focused on e-commerce or Amazon, I should say, at least in the way that Paul and I want to present it. And so, you know, that, and then having regular discussions with your CPA, your bookkeeper, um, making sure that you're knowing your numbers every month, you know, and making decisions based on your cash flow. So I would say those are probably the, the first two things you'd want to do. And then just, you know, looking for those exit planning resources and, you know, calling Paul and I or contacting us through our website and getting on a call with us so that we can see what stage you're at. You know, one of the resources that we're going to provide when we launch the podcast is an exit readiness assessment. And so that'll kind of give you some guidance as to what stage you're at. And then, you know, Paul and I will be here to be able to help that seller on their journey help guide and educate them, coach them if they want. We'll have so many different kinds of resources depending on what stage they're at to help them through that planning process. Awesome. So maybe as well, I mean, one thing we like to um, help people with is to say, well, how do you, how do you plan your week? You know, how, how much time should you spend on certain things? So if this was a typical week in an Amazon business life cycle, say, you know, first product up, up and running and they're like, oh shit, I haven't thought anything about this, right? You know, what would you suggest that how, how much time should they allocate to it and just to get it part of their everyday planning cycle? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it should take any longer than, you know, an hour a week, an hour to a week where you're going over your financials, you're going over all of your expenses, you know, making sure that you cut any necessary expenses. I mean, that can be done. A lot of these things can be done monthly. And then also making sure, like, for example, with your advertising, making sure that your metrics are, are hitting your targets there making sure that you are getting into Facebook groups, listening to podcasts, reading books about this topic. So spending an hour or two a week, I think would be would be more than enough to really start to become educated on this topic. But Kellyanne, it's so much more fun to spend the money than to track where it goes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well we we will have some we will have some courses and things too available for people to take and they can do that as well. And it will either be like a course that they can just take on their own or they can have that with coaching. You know, we really want to be a one-stop shop 
for resources, you know, the ultimate resource for, you know, Amazon entrepreneurs in planning their exit and also just planning on maximizing the value of their business all along the way, regardless of whether they sell. Awesome. I'd like to add something about the the timing. So this is why it's so important, say 18 to even 24 months out, at least at a minimum of 12 months, you start thinking about this because you don't want to get to the point where you're going to say, I've got to exit in six months and you're all of a sudden Focus so much on all the exit criteria, you know, cleaning up your books, clean up your supply chain, your profitability, all those things, focusing on the exit and then taking your eye off of your main business, mm-hmm. right? That That's a very bad situation to get into. If you start planning early, then you can do something that you guys mentioned in your first podcast, chunk it down into sizable chunks, right? So we help provide a roadmap using the exit assessment and find out where the areas of deficiencies are so that then you can take those and put them into your one-year or your two-year plan and then chunk them down, attack them one at a time. Mm -hmm. So, But it's all about getting on board early and everybody in the exit business will tell you that sellers don't like to do that. (laughs) They don't want to get on board early. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they think that one day I'm going to be ready to sell and sell. And Let's face it, when you're talking about a multiple again, and that's multiple is, you know, multiple of your valuation, each dollar that you either create or save in this process is going to give you a multiple of probably three to five, anywhere from two to five. And if you start doing that early on, you're going to, you know, have an exponential increase in the value of your exit. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because I mean, you know, it's the idea that $1 saved earns you $5 later or something like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's very cool uh, that you guys are, are going to be jumping out and uh, doing a, a specific Amazon version of this for, for e-commerce and Amazon sellers. So obviously, do you, got, you guys are talking about launching it sometime in August, hopefully is the fingers crossed date. And uh, where can people reach you in the meantime? Right now, they can just go to amazingexits.com. And right now, we are still working on our full-blown website so they can hopefully opt in so they can stay informed and be ready for when we do launch. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll obviously be following along the journey that you guys have with your podcasts. And I I don't think it's very often that we get our own podcast plugged within our own podcast by our guests, but thanks for doing that, Paul. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank you guys very much. Thank you, Kellyanne. Thank you, Paul, for all the great insights and strategies on how to set up the Amazon business for an amazing exit. And guys, if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit, hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Make sure to obviously check out Amazing Exits when it comes out. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful Amazon business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to watch our free training today. And guys, we'll see you next week for the next Sprint Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.